Chapter Thirteen of From Tangier to Tripoli by Frank G. Carpenter. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Betty B. An African Capital. I am in the blazing white, many terraced city of Algiers. My hotel is the De la Regence on the Place du Gouvernement, next to the Mosque of Jama el Jadid. It is within a stone's throw of the great palace occupied by the government offices and just off the boulevard de la republique in the very heart of the city from my window i look out over the bay of algiers and the wide mediterranean with its ships going out and coming in the foothills of the atlas mountains line the opposite side of the bay and the city rises from the water in terrace above terrace until it reaches the great white citadel that formed the residence and chief fortification of the piratical days of the past down at the wharves where the city begins are mighty breakwaters that extend out like arms at each end embracing steamers and sailing vessels from all parts of the world more than four thousand big vessels and twelve thousand coasters aggregating over three million tons pass in and out of those arms every year there are great atlantic liners which call here on their way from new york to naples and genoa big steamers from china and japan and also fast ships from marseilles which bring the mails on their five hundred mile voyage across the mediterranean in less than twenty-four hours these boats give algiers daily communication with ports of france and are always loaded with passengers and freight their rates are so low that french laborers and mechanics cross over by hundreds come with me down to the wharves and see something of the enormous trade that algeria does with all parts of the world its commerce is worth having for it amounts to many millions of dollars a year so far the balance of trade is with france but the resources of the colony are being rapidly developed so that in time algeria will no doubt sell more than she buys but let us go down to the harbor running back from the water for a distance of perhaps five hundred feet is a level space covered with warehouses we reach this by stone steps making our way in and out through mountains of cargo enormous wagons hauled by from three to six horses are moving about directed by drivers in turbans and gowns the railroad engines are shunting cars this way and that and an army of bare-calved big-trousered biscrees are loading and unloading all kinds of goods pork bark which is one of the chief exports is stacked up like cordwood hogsheads of wine numbering thousands are piled one on the top of the other and there are great mounds of bags of wheat and other grain ready for shipment heaps of boxes packed with dates are waiting to start for paris there are also enormous quantities of goods coming in both on the wharves and out in the harbor are immense loads of coal for algiers is one of the chief coaling stations of the mediterranean nearly all the ships which call here take on fuel the shipping arrangements are of the best the trains from the interior come right down to the sea so that freight can be taken on board the ships almost direct from the cars now turn your back to the sea and take a look at algiers climbing the hills all about you you must throw your head back and rest it well on your shoulders or you can't see it at all the city begins with a wall about one hundred feet high the wall consists of vaults and warehouses with one of the fine boulevards of the world above them the pavement of the thoroughfare forms the roofs of these buildings and back and above it rises the rest of the city 
the street is the boulevard de la republique with the warehouses below it cost more than forty million dollars it was constructed on a long-time concession by an english company and i understand that it has paid big dividends it is a wide avenue with a stone balustrade along it facing the busiest part of the harbor on the other side of the boulevard are buildings which contain some of the chief banks shops and business establishments of the city the stores are on the ground floor only above them are apartments with iron balconies across their fronts the buildings are of yellow stucco of the even height of six stories and so constructed that the ground floors open up upon an arcade as in the rue de rivoli in paris foot passengers climb to this boulevard from the wharves by stone steps which wind their way up while at each end are long inclined roadways up and down which a stream of vehicles steadily moves on the boulevard itself gaily dressed to europeans mixed with stately arabs walk to and fro street cars filled with passengers are continually passing and riding in them one may have a magnificent view of the harbor and shopping beginning with the boulevard de la republique is the french quarter or what might be called modern algiers the white catacomb-like dwellings of the moors and arabs being on the hill higher up here the streets near the harbor would not be out of place in paris or in any other city of france they are smooth and paved with wood blocks they are walled with french buildings nearly all of which jut out over the sidewalks so that the shoppers are protected from the fierce rays of the african sun this is the case with the rue bab azun which runs just behind and parallel with the boulevard de la republique it is the fashionable promenade of the business section and from four to six o'clock every day it is filled with people buying and selling the stores are like those of europe the goods are usually french and their price marks show that they cost no more than in france the best shops are along the north side of the street only they have plate glass store windows filled with beautiful goods so that the avenue walled in by pillars looks like a museum the promenaders are stranger than those at any national exposition on earth they comprise men and women of all classes from the islanders of the mediterranean sea to the orientals of the atlas and the desert of sahara europe is well represented there are french officers in their gay uniforms jaunty french soldiers in high red caps blue jackets and bulging zouave pantaloons the color of brick dust and french ladies wearing the latest costumes from paris the french dandy is here also the grisette the mohammedan world walks along with the christian veiled moslem ladies who have just left the harem of some rich arab pass by wearing white trousers each leg of which is as big around as a flour barrel their pantaloons hang in folds and i am told that it takes fourteen yards of stuff to make an ordinary pair they are tied in at the calves or the ankles and are sometimes loaded with shot to keep them in shape unveiled jewesses dressed in gay colors and bright shawls with thin black handkerchiefs glued to their foreheads walk along in couples and cabile women bronze-faced and tattooed ragged and dirty gowned come close behind as four o'clock approaches the rue bab azun is so packed that it looks like a great cave with a human stream of all colors flowing through it another fine business street is the rue d'islay this is the main road to mustapha superior the fashionable villa center on the hills high above the city it has many new buildings 
the old structures have been torn down the fortified wall which once girdled algiers has been removed and other improvements have been made it is down in the french quarter that the city post office is situated the french have given algeria the best of postal facilities and that at rates much lower than ours to hawaii puerto rico or the philippines all kinds of goods can be sent by mail at low cost and there is an enormous mail order business with france and europe the telegraph and telephone lines are controlled by the government and the tolls show the benefit of government management they are as low as in france and less than half of our charge either at home or in our possessions all the chief algerian cities have telephones algiers is a city of amusement halls libraries and schools it has a city theater subsidized by the government movie shows patronized by all classes a casino which is a kind of second-class vaudeville and regular concerts by the military bands in the place du gouvernement and at mustapha superieur it has many clubs and in the winter there are fashionable society gatherings the governor-general then gives balls and receptions and the french army adds to the gaiety mustapha superieur situated on the hill six hundred feet above the harbor has magnificent villas with tropical gardens which are occupied at that time by rich europeans and there are also large winter hotels filled with americans and english there are streetcar lines equipped with our own electric service to all of the suburbs each car has first second and third class compartments the fares being regulated by the part of the car in which one rides the city has a university with departments of law medicine science and letters this institution is magnificently situated on the hills overlooking the harbor it has about thirteen hundred students and is patronized not only by the french but by the arabs and the moors there are also agricultural schools and technical schools of various kinds throughout the colony and mohammedan high schools where arab pupils are prepared for native employment there is a normal college in algiers and not far from it a military school like that at west point between the ages of eight and fourteen all the children of french citizens and indeed all children except those of arabs are compelled to attend school there are common schools everywhere i have found them on the edge of morocco far down in the desert of sahara and also in grand Kabylia, high up in the atlas mountains in most of the native schools both french and arabic are taught and in many places the little ones write texts from the quran on their wooden slates and commit them to memory foreign and native religious houses are found in all of the large settlements there are moslem shrines and mosques on all sides the french have a cathedral in algiers and the roman catholic church has an archbishop there is a scotch presbyterian church in mustapha superior and there are protestant pastors and jewish rabbis who share in the government grants for religious support one might think that the modernizing of their city would change the character of the arabs and that they would throw off the customs and costumes of the arabian nights and adopt those of our present-day world they do not come with me into the native quarter which adjoins the french section as closely as a patch on a quilt we climb to it by a staircase of stone steps and enter another world here the streets are too narrow for carriages or horses with the exception of a few crossroads the walls are so close together that the fat jewesses are squeezed as they go through in such places as the rue de diable or street of the devil 
the houses are built over the streets and one climbs through dark pipes as it were from one level to another it makes me think of the homes of the cave dwellers the french city was gay and noisy this old quarter is sullen and silent sober-faced men in turbans and gowns and women with sheets of white linen fastened so tightly over their faces that they seem to be pasted on shuffle along in slippers there are voluminous breaches billowing about them the city is all uphill and most of the streets consist of staircases climbing from level to level the shops are in striking contrast with those of the rue bab azun on each side of us are holes in the wall in which grim-looking arabs sit surrounded by goods or work away at their trades there is a shoemaker with four helpers in a box-like cell not more than eight feet square just above is a carpenter in a space hardly big enough for his bench while farther on are men in similar quarters making jewelry of horns using their toes to hold the objects they are polishing as we use our fingers how strange the crowd looks there are bare-legged biscuits who have come in from the desert to act as porters carrying great loads on their backs there are cabiles with turbans and big hats from the farms and there are many fat mozabites the jews of the sahara who have come to town to make fortunes by trading with the christians and arabs now and then a native soldier makes his way through the crowd and a jewish woman unveiled waddles along indeed old algiers is the same it has been from century to century far back into the time of the days when these people had christian slaves and their piratical bands were the terror of europe the scenes are those of the arabian nights and the scriptures at every few steps we pass a man who might be an abraham or an isaac and are crowded against the wall by men who remind us of the forty thieves the pious mohammedan is also in evidence turbaned men are praying in business hours while merchants are to be seen reading the koran in their shops between sales though scenes like this we climb up to the citadel which was both the palace and the fortification of the days of the past this rises high over the rest of the town and is now occupied by french troops there are soldiers at the gates who watch us as we pass through the citadel is surrounded by walls with great portholes through which were thrust two hundred guns commanding the city and harbor there is one building which the day devoted to his harem another was his mosque which has been turned into a french church and a third a tower built right over the entrance gate contained the throne room where the day held court outside this room is a chain which hangs down over the entrance gate upon it were strung the heads of christians and criminals beheaded according to orders from the court above i am told that the heads were usually shown for twenty-four hours after which they were taken down and given to the mohammedan soldiers for footballs such were some of the capers these moslems were cutting before high heaven when john quincy adams was president of the united states they played no such tricks on the yankees however for commodore decatur had taught them better nevertheless they were still bulldozing europe and preying upon the shipping of the mediterranean sea they enslaved and murdered christians and insulted the powers when they objected one morning late in the twenties when he happened to be feeling especially bad the reigning day held an interview with the french consul he may have been having trouble with his numerous wives his breakfast may not have agreed with him or he may have been dissatisfied with the number of christian heads hung upon the chain below his judgment seat at any rate he grew angry during the interview 
and struck the french consul in the face with his fan the blow was not heavy but it cost him his kingdom france immediately declared war it conquered the army of the day and since then algeria has been a dependency of france End of chapter 13